Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Men in Red 97 podcast. This is episode 17 of season one. I'm Alan, the pole with a goal, joined by no one else. Um, you might be wondering why is that, and I'll explain that later, but this will be our first solo hosted episode. It's just me. I'll get that in a bit, but if you remember from the last episode, I mentioned that I'm going to be in Italy, and that is the case. I'm currently in Urbino, Italy, um, and, you know, we're just chilling, chilling here like strawberry filling. We're having fun. Um, uh, the reason why it's a solo episode uh, was because uh, DJ, uh, Matt, and a bunch of our other people, unfortunately, they weren't able to get a uh, date to record. Uh, they at first thought, we'll just skip this week. And like that one episode of Super Nanny or like that one meme slash clip, I was like, you guys are in a crisis. I'm on my way. So I decided that. So hopefully you guys will enjoy this solo episode. Uh, I'm recording straight into my phone. I don't have my normal recording equipment in Italy. So Hopefully the quality is just okay. So let's start off this episode with some national team news. Of course, we had two uh, fire players representing their countries. Of course, the first one being Jardin Shakiri. Uh, Switzerland did win 2-1 against Andorra, uh, where uh, Shakiri played 61 minutes. He did get an assist. He had a shot on uh, goal. And he was the highest-rated Swiss player on SofaScore with a score of 7.7. And Switzerland will be featuring in a game against Romania tomorrow. So we'll see how well Shaq does in that one. And, of course, our second player is Miguel Angel Navarro. Uh, Venezuela won uh, their game against Honduras 1-0. They're actually currently playing Guatemala as we speak. Though Miguel is not featured in either of those games. I don't think he's even on the bench. So um, no action from our second player um, in terms of national team repping. Uh, the United States men national team, of course, won their game, their semifinal CONCACAF Nations League game against Mexico. It was a 3-0 victory with two goals from Captain Christian Pulisic and Ricardo Pepe. Um, convincing 3-0 victory, of course. I wasn't able to watch it because A, um, it would have been super early in the morning and B, I was also on the plane to Italy. So I wasn't aware even live what was going on. Um, though I probably was up there. Lol. Uh, they will be facing Canada. For me, it's tomorrow, but for y'all, technically it's today. Uh, today is Sunday. Um, but for me, it will be like, I think, 4.30 in the morning. It's going to be like super early, so I won't be able to watch the game. And it will probably have already happened by the time this episode goes out. So hopefully our guys in red, white, and blue do well against our neighbors to the north. And of course... Um, there's news, big news, that Greg Berhalter is back as U.S. MNT head coach. It's a very interesting situation, the fact that apparently they hired an outside firm to look for the next head coach, and it went full circle back to Greg Berhalter. And I remember someone 
I'm pretty sure from the Men in Red group saying like, what if the fire also hired a, an outside firm? We just ended up going back to Ezra Hendrickson. That'd be kind of funny and at the same time kind of sad. But moving past that, um, I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but uh, the Gold Cup squad uh, was released a while back and it features some fire alum, of course, Gaga Slonina and Jordi Mihailovic, who uh, in recent years played for the fire before uh, moving to Europe. So, you know, good luck to them. And the first game of the USMNT in the Gold Cup will be actually at Soldier Field uh, against Jamaica. Uh, again, I won't be able to watch that game since it's super early in the morning for me. So, yeah, so that's some um, international news. Let us snap back to reality really quickly, going back to the team that is Chicago Fire. The Fire are winless in their last six MLS games. We are out of the U.S. Open Cup against Houston in the quarterfinals. Um, Last game against Columbus was a really embarrassing ending. And... You know, and we asked the question with DJ and Tim in the last episode, where do we go from here? And so hopefully uh, Frankie Klopas gives everyone a good talk to or maybe even a good a good slap on the face um, in order to get this team back in the wing column as well as, you know, just increase some confidence because this week are the last um, the last games in June. Um, and I'm pretty sure this actually might be the last few games where the Fire play like two games a week. I'm pretty sure the schedule does loosen up after um, what seems like an eternity where the Fire would be playing uh, two games a week. Uh, of course, a lot of them being away. Um, and I, I, I keep mentioning the MLS script writer. So... Yeah, that's a thing. So quickly um, looking into the games this week, we have first the Portland Timbers, uh, where the Fire will be playing in Portland on Wednesday. Uh, Portland recently have been kind of struggle town. They only have one win, two draws, and two losses in their last five. They are five wins, six draws, and seven losses overall. In this season, with a goal differential of negative four, they're currently ninth in the Western Conference, which is the last playoff seed in that conference. Of course, their player to look out for is currently Evander, who has four goals, three assists, and the highest rated player, 7.2, in the Portland team. Um, The Fire have never won against Portland in Major League Soccer. There in club history, there's only been one win, which was a friendly back in 2016. But overall, the Fire are 0 5 and 5 against Portland, um, which seems really weird. Um, but you know, that's the thing, especially with Western Conference opponents. You know, you don't face them a lot, you usually face them like maybe every other year or something like that. So, yeah, but unfortunately, the Fire has yet to have a competitive win against Portland, you know, n- n- nonetheless, at Portland, which um, is definitely, from watching some games in Portland, definitely one of the most interesting atmospheres. 
of course, I like the fact they have a, they have a fairly unique goal celebration where you know they cut into a log with a chainsaw and they actually give the like the piece of the log uh, to the players at scored. You know that's pretty cool. Um, definitely one of the more creative um, celebrations and like use of like what the club are as Portland. So yeah. Um, my prediction personally, it might be a draw. Uh, I alleged, um, <clears throat> a lot of the past draws against Portland or I mean, past games against Portland have been draws. Um, sorry, I'm just pulling up some stats. Uh, yes. So the last game the fire have played against Portland was in 2019. Uh, pre fire crown uh, era where we did lose three to two. Uh, there was a Katai red card, and our goals were from Nemanja Nikolic as well as CJ Sapong. Um, before that, three uh, straight draws two to two, two to two, one to one uh, in 2018, 2017, and 2016. And then in 2016, in February, was where the Fire had their only win, even though it's a friendly against the Timbers. And before that, um, there was a Timbers win, draw, 1-1, 2-2 draw, then Portland won, and then Portland won the previous two as well, as well as they have a one win at the Fire. Um, so yeah, we don't have the best record against Portland. Um Maybe it's the time to turn it around, though. It's it's not likely. Uh, even with me trying to stay optimistic, I think it'll be a draw, either 1-1 or 0-0, um, with goals most likely from uh, Evander. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, the game after that at Sporting Kansas City on Saturday. Uh, Kansas City, though have really turned it around in the last few games. They're uh, three wins, one draw, one loss in their last five. Overall, they are five, five, and nine with a goal differential of minus six. They're 10th in the Western Conference behind Portland by one point, though Portland do have a game in hand. And of course, the current player to watch out for is Alan Polito, who you know a lot of people have written off as a bust, for uh, Sporting Kansas City because of his injuries, um, constantly being off the team. You know, sounds like someone we know. Uh, but hopefully, maybe they'll be able to reverse it um, as Allen has in the last five or like last, last three games where he has four goals in the last three games. He had a really good game against Austin where he had two goals and an assist. And then he had a goal in the previous games against Vancouver, as well as LAFC, which was a penalty. And he leads the teams um, with five goals. And unfortunately, um, at Kansas City, we don't have the best record. Um, The last time the Fire won in Kansas City was in 2012. So 11 years ago, really long time ago. And um, there's only ever one win before that in 2009. So the Fire are, they only have two wins um, at Kansas City. The last six 
games the Fire had and Kansas City have all been Kansas City wins, unfortunately. And yeah, no, it's 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 been rough. It's been rough. Um, uh, for you know, in terms of away in Kansas City, I feel like the Fire don't really have the best luck when it comes to playing away in the Western Conference. Um, there's not really a lot of games that come to mind. Um, for me, the first like Western Conference game that comes to mind was the was actually the first game of the 2020 season with the fire crown and everything where we played in Seattle and um, Robert Baird did open the scoring. Um, he also had, I think, like two offside goals. And then, of course, they quickly turned it around. Uh, you know, so is the history of the fire. So, you know, we just don't have the best record against Western Conference teams, especially at Western Conference teams. So, yeah, hopefully maybe something can change, you know, maybe something can finally flip. Though we've been saying it for, you know, the past few weeks, maybe even a few years that, you know, something has to flip, something has to flip. And unfortunately, not the case. You know, we're not we're not really seeing that flippage. And as I mentioned in the last episode, you know, we really dove into it. Like, where do we go from here in terms of, you know, fire signings, in terms of roster movement? Like, what do the fire have to do um, in order for, you know, something to change? Um, of course, a lot of people, um, the first thing that will come to mind is maybe a different... Um, GM, a different sporting director, someone in that position. Um, apparently, the Fire have reached out to Greg Berhalter for a position at the Fire, either um, like GM or like even head coach. Um, of course, that didn't work out because he's currently the USMNT coach. And even if he wasn't going to get the USMNT job, he was essentially like one step away from becoming a Liga Mekis um, manager over in Club America. So, yeah, it, just very interesting situation from the fire front office and just the leadership there. Um, it, it does seem fairly static in terms of what what's going to happen next. Like, I personally haven't seen any, like, rumors. I've just seen, like, a bunch of names being thrown out, like... Um, and even and even in thrown out, it's like, oh look, this is like a decent player who is, you know, out of contract or like their club is willing to get rid of them for like fairly cheap. One of them was Arkadiusz Milik, um, who Olympic Marseille is looking rid to or looking to get rid of. Though I'm pretty sure it was already confirmed that well, not confirmed, but Milik did say he wants to stay at Juve where he was loaned to. Uh, last season, so you know, it's a very definitely interesting situation for the fire um, at the moment. Uh, and yeah, like I mentioned, those two games are the last two in um, in June. Afterwards, we're going to have one, two, three, four uh, MLS games 
in July, of which three of them will be at home. Yay! Isn't that exciting? Uh, finally, more home games. And there actually will be a home game stretch uh, with three games in, um, actually in the span of like a few days, like one's on the 8th, one's on the 12th, and one's on the 15th. Uh, all of them home games against Nashville, Montreal, and Canada. Almost, why did I say Canada? Toronto. Canada. Well, basically two teams from Canada. And then afterwards is when the League Cups or the League's Cup starts up. And that's when the Fire will be traveling to Minnesota uh, as well as playing at home at Geek to Puebla. So, yeah, we're, you know, we're at the midpoint of the season. And like Tim mentioned, we basically are like at the same point where we were last season, if not maybe slightly worse. Um, you know, back then we still had a head coach um, instead of an interim head coach um, fairly early on, you know. And it's it's interesting to see that, you know, we're not actively looking for a head coach or like it's not really on the, f- like, there's not really any like news of possible like head coaches. You know, we're just sticking with Frankie Klopas. I know some people have their opinions with Frankie as um, head coach of the fire, um, whether he should stay permanently or just, you know, continue staying within the organization. I do like the idea that, um, DJ presented, um, last week, which, or, or last week, I can't remember exactly if it was last week or not, but the idea of, um, Frankie Klopas being head coach of fire two, um, and speaking of fire two, they actually, um, they actually have some wins as of recently. They played uh, earlier in the month uh, where they won 4-2 against Columbus Crew 2. And then recently in their most recent game against Orlando City B, they did win 1-0 uh, courtesy of a Charlie Ostrom uh, goal. So it, I, I, I like that idea, the idea of like Frankie Klopas, someone who's probably like one of the more or like the most important person in terms of the legacy of the fire. And he could definitely, you know, instill um, some values and like the, the tradition, the honor and the passion um, in those fire two players. Uh, if they eventually do make it up to the senior team, which I know DJ was calling for it to happen. You know, we're currently at a point where it's like, not much is happening. You know, we have a lot of players that are essentially just sitting on the bench. They were over on the bench. And, um, yeah, I, I I personally would be okay to see that. You know, maybe not now, maybe like later on in the season when it's pretty much impossible to 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 make the playoffs because technically it's still possible even if it seems like an incredible long shot you know I mean hey um Kansas City had a really poor start to their season I'm pretty sure they were also like near the bottom of like MLS as an entirety their supporters group um I'm pretty sure sent like an ultimatum or like a like a, a very stern letter to the team. And they've been able to turn it around kind of, you know, three wins in their last five. Alan Polito is, um, he's beginning to score again, you know. Something can flip. 
Um, we've seen it happen for other teams, and yeah, maybe it can happen for the Fire, though, you know, of course it doesn't seem like that could happen. Um, hopefully you guys do follow um, one of our previous special guests this weekend, MLS, Eli Lesser. He did put a, a video on his, um, on his pages <laughs> saying how depressing the current situation at the Fire are how, you know, we got rid of Ezra thinking we were going to do better and we were looking a bit better when Frankie Klopas came in and then all of a sudden, you know, things just started falling apart, especially, you know, what happened against Columbus and <laughs> our our comments were featured, ours, in terms of ours, I mean, like mine and um, Chicago Fire Daily, uh, both of our comments were like, oh, nothing special, you know, and I, I did talk to um Eli he mentioned that that episode or like that video was created because of our comments or like my comment um in mine so like I'm honored question mark like okay like thanks I guess now the whole the whole world can like truly see it like well whole world like in terms of you know the MLS world um so yeah and, you know, going off some of those comments uh, that were on that page, as I scroll down to look for it, um, you know, a lot of it are, a lot of people are talking about, you know, um, whether the league could step in or whether, you know, there's, they should, like one person was like, we should move uh, the team or like people should start supporting other teams, like maybe get an M a USL team in Chicago. Um, yeah. And, and of course there's a few comments about our, uh, about our current GM. So yeah, it, it's definitely an interesting situation um, currently for the fire. Yeah. And I, we still can't escape that, um, that goal uh, essentially goal of the season, though there is a chance there could be another um, another goal of the season, and that is from Pablo Ruiz, who scored from his own half against DC, um, at DC, uh, even though that game, I'm pretty sure, no way, it did go in favor of RSL. Pretty sure it was like 2-1 in favor of them against DC, so... Yeah, maybe there's a chance of that goal that <laughs> Zellerand scored not being the actual um, goal of the season, though it most likely will be considering the situation um, that it was a last-minute winner. So, wah, wah, you know, that, that's, that's how it feels. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for this episode. It's rather short, of course, since, you know, it's just me. Um Yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, there's not really much to discuss with, you know, since there's not really another person, there hasn't been any games this week to really, you know, analyze. And even if there was, I probably wouldn't have been able to watch them because, you know, I'm currently in Italy. Um, I'll be watching highlights of the games, even if they're losses, just so I can see how the team's playing. Of course, uh, reading all the articles made by our lovely writers, at menandred97.com. 
which if you're not doing, then, you know, like you should, you should probably do that. You should, you know, check that out. And of course, if you haven't already um, and you keep coming back, why don't you uh, follow, you know, leave a like, leave a review of the podcast. Check out our other stuff as well. Our social medias, uh, M-I-R-97 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff, as well as wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to hot takes, you know because there are truly some hot takes. And if you want to be featured on hot takes, we do have a uh, Google form over on our social media. So you can go to like Twitter, go to menemrod 97 scroll down, and you'll find a little form if you want to put in your hot take. Um, I was actually talking with some people in Italy about soccer in general. I wonder who one of them was asking um, like what's our favorite Italian team? And he, and he didn't even let me answer. And he just said, no Juve, no Juve. And I was like, okay. And I, I just said Napoli. And he ends up, he was a Napoli fan as well. You know, it's, I don't really have a preference in terms of Serie A teams. So, and I've been wearing um, some fire stuff uh, this morning. I have like my, my, uh, my sweats and my long sleeve like uh, sweater that I wear in the morning when it's still a bit uh, chillier. I've been wearing my away kit, my 2018 uh, away kit, you know, with the old badge. So, you know, kind of repping the city in that way. And um, tomorrow I'll probably wear the uh, the 2022 home kit, um, which is, well, it's the same one as this one, but I mine still has the Motorola sponsorship, so... And I also have my uh, Juneteenth sweater, you know, with all the the different uh, colored flowers and all that. Um, actually, speaking of Juneteenth, I saw the, um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but there's like a really cool um, Juneteenth design for the jerseys this year. Um, as you guys may have noticed, every Juneteenth, they do like a special kit that they end up putting for auction. And this uh, year's um, design is really nice. It has like the number 16 or 16, number 19 on the back. And it has like uh, like this really cool intricate design with like, uh, like a bunch of like hands and roses. Um, I haven't looked too much into that, but you know, why don't you guys do some, do some homework? I'm an educator at, at heart. So why don't you guys uh, do some homework and, you know, check that out. Look into that. Thank you for listening. This has been Alan with the MIR97 podcast. And as always, come on you mountain red, let's go fire. <laughs>